I'm James. I am 27 years old and I'm from the US. Lived there for most of my life and then now I'm currently living in Albania. My name is Martin. I'm 28. I'm from Bulgaria and I'm currently living in Germany and to be more exact, Nuremberg. My name is Cameron. I'm 24 from Brighton in England and now living in Valencia, Spain. And this is the Expat Show. Hello, hello, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Expat Show. It is episode 10, and we already need to change our intro. Because, uh, yeah, me and uh, Martin, we recently had birthdays, so uh, our intro is now wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so, no time uh, like the present to, to get up to date, I suppose. 10 episodes yes. in, time for some for fresh new intros. Yes, yes. Why not? And uh, as it's always... It's a good little way to celebrate the 10th episode, I think. Yes. Personally, I just plan on being 27 forever, so we won't ever need to change my part of the intro. Okay, we'll just keep yours the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. To be fair, I've been saying that I'm 28 almost the entire time the, the past one year, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can keep it the same, but uh, yeah. How, how have you guys back at home enjoyed the, uh, the first nine episodes? Uh, it would be really nice if you could uh, leave us like a review on iTunes or drop us a message on Facebook, anything like that. And uh, yeah, but uh, this week's episode, we are going to be talking about travel as an expat, what it's like to go on travels, how we feel as travels and things like that. But uh, as always, any, anything interesting happening this week, guys, out in our Albania and Germany? James? Um, well, tomorrow we have a little wine and chestnut festival going on, and I don't remember if I, I think I mentioned on here that I, um, made a video for the local government and the local municipality, um, an advertisement for that. So that event is actually happening. So we'll see if it's actually, you know, worthwhile going to or not, but, you know, it's exciting that I get to see just how well my, uh, my ad helped with this with this perception of this event you know I've already I've had a few people be like oh I didn't realize that that was you or I was wondering who did that and um, complimenting it but you never know if it's you know genuine compliments when they're saying it to your face or not so that's tomorrow and Sunday I think so that'll be kind of fun something else something a little different going on down here so nice nice bit, yeah. of, bit of chestnut some wine this is getting into the Christmas spirit in Albania already I feel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep yeah, anything interesting in uh, Germany? How, how was Halloween last night out there? Was it spooky? Uh, actually, uh, it was pretty boring. And I need to mention that I don't celebrate Halloween because it's not a common holiday in Eastern Europe. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we do have versions of Halloween, but they're on, on other dates. Ah. Uh, sp speaking about Christmas, though, we already have blue vine everywhere in the shops, so Germans are preparing heavily for Christmas now. What's, what's blue vine? What's blue vine? Uh, some version of wine. I have no idea, actually. It's a, it's a spiced yeah. wine that is then heated, so it's like a hot wine that has different... And yeah. It's not just straight wine. You have to make it differently, and then it's spiced yeah, it, and whatnot. It's definitely so. different than normal wine. Oh. Also, yeah, they almost never drink it alone. They make like some sort of cocktails uh, with other alcohol to make it even stronger. Ah, I see. I tried it. I tried it last year 
um, when I was in Prague at Christmas with, and I was with my cousin and we tried, I tried some. He loved it. Um, he'd been living in Germany for a while and came to Prague to hang out. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. I liked it more than just a glass of red wine, but mm. it also, like, it, it, it did have like a nice warming effect, you know, like you want if you're walking around outside of the Christmas market. It's kind of like... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think wine. the Germans need this because... Uh, in, in my eyes, they're a bit uh, masochistic, but they do tend to stay outside during winter a lot, so they need it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I just cannot imagine sitting around with friends talking in the middle of winter out, out in the open. Yeah. Do they not sit outside during the winter and talk in Bulgaria? Because they do that sometimes here in Albania, where they like they'll sit outside of a coffee, but they're all like sitting there with their jackets on and smoking and drinking and whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're smoking, yeah, of course they go out. But as soon as they finish the cigarette, they go back in. Interesting. We we do like warm weather. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. And speaking about interesting things that happened the past week, I was uh, five days in the Netherlands, so I think this fits perfectly with today's topic. Traveling as an expat. Mm. Yes, it's a very good, interesting uh, way. So, what were you out in the uh, in the Netherlands for? I was visiting my best man and uh, his family uh, just uh, to celebrate my birthday with them. Nice. And uh, the more I travel to countries around Germany, the bigger culture shocks I get from Germany. Well, when, you, when you go back to Germany. Yeah. Uh -huh. it's because most of the uh, countries around Germany are fairly smaller than, than Germany. Uh, they do have an advantage in technological advancements. So basically, when I returned from the Netherlands, I felt like uh, going back in time. Hmm. Interesting. Um, did you drive to the Netherlands for this? Yeah, yeah. When it's, you when it's you travel from six Germany, hour, yeah, six hour drive. When you travel from Germany, yeah. Germany, do you typically drive places? Uh, Whenever I can, yeah. Uh, I don't know if oh. I mentioned this, but I'm afraid of flying. Yeah. Yeah, you did mention that you hated flying. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it like a a chronic fear that you have, like where you like get cold sweats and anxiety and things like that, or is it more? Let me put it in these words. I live next to the airport, mm. and late at night when I'm on the balcony smoking or whatever, I can hear the planes taking off, and I kid you not. Basically, I stopped breathing from anxiety. Just my lungs. Really? Wow. Yeah. That must be difficult, uh, especially because the world is so big and you want to get around to places. Um, I myself am quite the opposite. I I absolutely love flying. I uh, I once I, I the first time I flew a plane with a with a professional pilot was when I was nine years old. It's in a little Piper four seater plane. That was good fun, but. Uh, Absolutely love it. I, I can't wait to get on plane, so I would uh, much rather be in a plane than in a car. Point, you know. Hmm. Yeah. To, to every be fair, time I think everything comes from my job. Besides the incidents I had flying, right, uh, is the fact that I am in testing. Uh, okay, it's automotive, but still, I know how they how things work and how many bugs are left in production. Mm -hmm. uh, also, when, when you see what's happening with the new Boeing uh, aircraft, Max uh, Seven Three Seven, yeah, yeah, it's like there is this joke uh, about this project that they finished making a plane, whatever, and they said, okay, everyone that uh, took part in creating this plane wins a free trip 
with a plane and only the tester had the courage to go on the plane and they asked him why and he was like I'm sure this thing won't take off <laughs> yikes yeah I I for the most part I enjoy flying and then you know I love that I, I love like the feeling you take off I don't you know the airports are fine whatever I don't like how expensive airports are but then every once in a while I'll be sitting in the plane looking out the window and thinking I'm in a metal tube being hurtled through the air with you know a hundred plus two hundred plus other people and this is like mind-boggling and I have to like purposely stop thinking about it and just like kind of take it for granted because if I start thinking about it I'm like my brain doesn't I don't my brain doesn't fully understand how this is possible I realize physics and everything but it's still it's just like what I mean <laughs> my since I'm an engineer my brain goes a little bit further and I'm like we just need just one loose bolt or screw to go through the freaking engine and we're dead <laughs> yeah 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 it's even more scary when you know like the uh the skin of the airplane is like only a few millimeters thick for the most part, apart from around the doors and like maybe the wheels, it's super thin. <laughs> All right, guys, is this, is this let's scare everyone away from flying or is this let's talk about traveling as expats? <laughs> well, it, <laughs> I mean, it's close to Halloween. We've got to scare the people a little bit, you know, so yeah. get, the, get the last spooks out of me before uh, going into the festive season. But uh, yeah, traveling as an expat, I haven't done too much since being an expat. Obviously, I just went to uh, Madagascar for 18 days. That was, I think, where it's in a, in a third world country. It was uh, more eye-opening and uh, definitely an experience that I would recommend for some people, but not everyone. But going, if I went directly there... From when I was living in the UK, it would I think it would have been a completely different experience. I would have been a whole hell of a lot more shocked, you know, um, because like after living in Spain and experiencing the culture here, where I have that experience of different cultures now in the UK and in Spain, it's uh, yeah, it was a little bit easier traveling so far away, you know. Yeah. Well, I I do feel like since I'm an I'm living in Germany, I'm forced to travel. Uh, it, it just happens like that, whether I have to go home to fix some documents or whatever, uh, make make the wedding party with uh, family and friends. Uh, but just in the past three or four months, I've been through more than 10 countries just because I drove back to Bulgaria as well. I went to the Czech Republic, to the Netherlands. Uh, since I'm in the middle of, of Europe, like literally, uh, there are so many things that are close by that I can visit, like Prague. Prague is just three hours away from me. And you feel forced to drive just three hours to get there? Uh, I mean, it, it's like, what are we going to do this weekend? And like, let's go to Prague. It's just three hours oh, away. How, how unfortunate. So, so forcing. <laughs> yeah, but for the first time in my life, mm. as a maniac on the topic, cars and driving and all this, I can say for the first time in, in my life this year I've had enough of driving. <laughs> mm, so it's it's more the actual traveling that is feel it feels more forced than the actual destination. Yeah, I mean most of the the travels I've done I, I need vacation after this sort of vacation. Because yeah. you drive there and you, you go there for a couple of days only and you want to see as much as possible so you run around and uh, 
walk 20 kilometers each day and then uh, that's until the last moment basically so then you start driving back home and as soon as you get home you get back into life and there is no time to rest and recharge yeah yeah i i i, I can understand that driving i mean <clears throat> i haven't driven too far i think the longest drive i've had was like 10 hours maybe from brighton to leeds it's not too far. It's like four hundred miles, I think. It's not not too bad. The, the furthest so drive you've ever had was units. ten hours. Yeah, that's it. Wasn't, it? wasn't all in one go. Yeah. yeah. Why that's, not? <laughs> <laughs> I needed to to wee. I, I mean, I have a bladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I thought okay. Clearly, you stopped, but mm, yeah, but. But what, what do you mean by 10 hours? Have you had an extraordinary long... I mean, maybe in America, like, it can take, like, days. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, stuff. yeah, the longest stint that I've had in, in one go, I suppose, but we did stop to wee and stop to fill up, was 27 hours. But it wasn't even, like, all the way across the country. It was from, like, 8 hours from the coast to, like, 12 hours from the other coast, you know? That's but, a lot, man. Yes. But, like, that trip was, like, 11 days, and we ended up doing, like, 80-something hours in the 11 days. Yeah, um, but I, I think trips like that, it depends on the people that you're with that would definitely uh, make it more interesting, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, that one was definitely more fun. I, one of the things, when I drive places here, one of the things that deters me from wanting to go too far is just I kind of get bored in the car by myself, you know? Um, I love traveling by myself in general, but sometimes when I'm driving for long periods of time, it's like, okay, what do I, what do I do for the next six hours as I drive to Kosovo or whatever? Listen to the expat show. Make a karaoke party or whatever. <laughs> well, why would I listen to it? I already, I, 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 I'm living the expat show. I don't have to listen to it. <laughs> or Is there yeah, anything more conceited than listening, listening to my own voice as I'm driving? <laughs> why not? I mean... Americans, I don't know. Maybe you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, we're yeah. we're turning this episode into bashing Americans again. <laughs> yeah, that was last episode. That, that was it? last week. Sorry, yeah, uh, my mind is catching up on me now. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I th since living in Spain, I uh, I don't know. I haven't had as much of an urge to uh, to travel as much because it does. It does occasion, apart from being at work, it does feel like I'm on a, on a holiday a lot of the time, you know. We've discussed it before, it's like cheaper to eat, it's always sunny, it's always warm. It's like even today it's uh, the 1st of November and it's 28 degrees still. It's like t-shirt weather outside. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, sounds miserable. <laughs> all right, end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, subscribe, all of that. It's zero degrees in Germany, zero. bro. Zero Ooh. degrees. Plummeted. Yeah. Definitely getting there. Chilly out. Um, yeah, I I kind of get the same thing where I am far more content to just stay at home and like do my normal stuff um, here than I was in the states because like the day to day stuff is still somewhat exciting for me, you know. Um, but then at the same time, there there are times where I just like you know I haven't I drove to Kosovo a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago or something. Um, but I haven't got on a plane. I've been, I've flown somewhere, I think, twice this entire year. And last year I did it twice in the, you know, in a few months, you know, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but it's like, I'll go somewhere and, and now I've, a part of it is I've 
moved away from like checking off countries from a list and more like, okay, what reason do I have to go to this place? Why, you know, so a lot of the places that I end up going, it's because there's someone there to visit. Yeah. So when I went to Germany in March, February, I think, um, maybe it was March, I don't remember, one of those months at the beginning, I went specifically to visit a couple of friends that I'd met. And then I took a train to, um, to Amsterdam and it was just to visit people. Like I wouldn't have gone to Amsterdam on my own because it didn't, the city didn't interest me. I might have gone somewhere else in Holland, but not to Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking about Amsterdam, actually, I, I just, I was in Eindhoven, and Amsterdam is just like an hour away with the train. So we grabbed the train and went for a four-hour walk in Amsterdam just to check it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, coming up, uh, at the end of this month, I'll be going to... Um, Copenhagen, and that's also kind of to visit someone, someone that I don't really know, but also because I'm like, yeah, Denmark seems cool, like, I'll go check out Copenhagen. Yeah. And this guy that I met on through Facebook, Brian, he asked me to come up and, you know, help him with some stuff um, and explore. I think it cho chose the worst time to go <laughs> to Denmark. Yeah, maybe, but I think I chose the best time to go because it makes it more interesting. This is the sort, this is the time that I like to go places like that. Really? You know, I don't want to go and I'll... I don't want to go when all the tourists are there. And that's like, yeah, it sucks that it, the sun goes down at 4 p.m. and doesn't rise until 9 a.m., but I'm also not going to have to deal with Yeah, the problem is the we, even when it rises, there is no sunshine, yeah. judging by how it's here in, in Germany and in the Netherlands. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, it, it's, I don't feel the need to travel as much. I mean, there was, this, there was a bit in the U.S. maybe two or three years ago where I was trying to go to a new country every month, which was hectic. Um, uh, expensive, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and so now it's like, um, I don't really have that same drive. I mean, I still enjoy it and I still like going places and I like experiencing places, but it's not the same sort of like bug that I had before. I, I do feel more pressure to do it because it's like, I have the time, I have the money right now and I, I'm, I feel pressure to take this opportunity because I don't know if I'll have this opportunity again to go this to this place or whatever. Martin coming back with the with the being forced to travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it's like life is forcing you. It just happens like that. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, I know I I, I, I I definitely see what you're what you're saying though. Like I, I, I can understand what, what you're getting at. I don't feel like I am that way at this point, but I I, I have felt that way in the past for sure. Uh, like for example, for the for the wedding, it was cheaper to go by car, and I was like, okay, why do I have to go both times through Hungary and stay in, in one city right. when I can pick two roads and go to uh, Croatia on the way back? And yeah. Some of my favorite, or so, let me start that over. Um, oftentimes <laughs> when I go places, especially in Albania, I try as much as I can to not take the same route back mm -hmm. um, because I just want to see more of the country or as much of the country as I can. And I stumbled upon a road that, I mean, it wasn't a secret, but nobody drives it. And then I pulled the drone out, take a photo, and everyone that sees the photo and all the other Instagram pages that are sharing that photo think that it's one of two roads in Albania. Like, it's either this super windy road or that super windy road. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And everyone that posts it, they're like, which which one of these two is it? And I comment on every single one. I'm like, ah, I've seen this. Photo. I'm like, it's neither one of those. It's this other road that nobody knows about because there's two villages on a stretch of like an hour and a half of road. Maybe there are more, but I only remember two. And how's the surface on that road? Well, that's the thing is it was newly um, newly paved. It was narrow, but the surface was fine until the last like like a 30 minute, 35 minute section that was gravel, <clears throat> that was gravel, but it wasn't like a bad gravel. It was, it was just, there were no potholes or anything. It was just gravel. It was flat and it was smooth, relative, as smooth as gravel can get, you know? And so... It definitely looked fun driving on the dirt Yeah, road. I and know. I mean, the only thing that would have made it more fun if is, was if I wasn't driving this massive boat of a Mercedes, you know, if I had something <laughs> a little bit smaller with better handling. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so um, it's like you're living in the country and instead of like traveling further away, you're taking the opportunity to travel the more local areas, the more off the beaten path routes. And right. Things. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely try to experience the, where I live more specifically. Also, it helps that my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash James Lightheart, um, is so focused on Albania that I just like, I haven't made a video outside of Albania in ages. I, I thought about making one in Kosovo and then just decided not to. Um, oh, that, that would have been a big mistake. Well, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I already I get know. plenty. I mean, you're, you're getting into a big conflict of interests right. there. So. Well, I already get plenty of comments about Kosovo in my Albania video, so it doesn't really matter that much. But the thing is that like, I just feel like uh, those videos maybe won't do as as well, which doesn't really matter to me. But like, I want to really have a good um, archive of videos about this country because, like, last last oh, about a year ago, um, or mm, a little bit less than a year year ago, maybe I was in London. I made two videos in London, and I was like, people know about London already. This is not super interesting to anyone. But if I make yeah. videos about Albania, people are like, oh, I don't know that about Albania. I don't know this about Albania. So. Yeah. I don't know how Albanians are on this topic, but if you make, for example, a video about Bulgaria, all of the Bulgarians are going to watch it just to see what does an American think That's about That's exactly Bulgaria. how it is in Albania. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is how I've been able to do so well on YouTube, except for this last video for some reason, but whatever. I don't really yeah. care. Yeah, it's just what it is. I, I definitely get the same um, on a lot of my videos, even ones that I did maybe a few months ago. I get a, a Spanish person, they're like, oh, I really miss living in Valencia, seeing the fires and the treats that are in Valencia around Christmas, the poverons. It's, it's quite nice to share what the local people see every day that maybe they don't see in the mainstream publicity of their country, you know? So, like you right. were saying with that road, say like right, and and also the more I travel around the country, um, the more I catch attention of Albanians that have left the country to go live in Germany or the U.S. or whatever, and they get this nostalgia feel, and then they find my videos and they think, "Wow, this reminds me of when I lived there," or "Remember when I was there as a kid," or "Gets me excited for when I go back," you know that sort of stuff. So. Um, I just feel like I enjoy traveling and experiencing culture more than like particular places with the, I mean, obviously like some places are beautiful. I went to New Zealand mainly for 
the, the landscapes the first time. Then I went back because I had met friends and I wanted to see them and that sort of stuff. And then more landscapes. But with Albania, it's just like I really want to try to get as into the, the culture and everything as possible. Um, and so I just know this country as well as I can because I have lived places and then leave and completely regret not experiencing things that happen there. So, Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I d I've definitely found uh, like little areas on my travels through Spain that uh, my girlfriend knows about and she took me there. There's one place in particular called Fanzara. Um, it's like a, a small little village, but the entire village is essentially a canvas for graffiti artists and street artists and it's not like the uh, the typical graffiti you might see just in the back alley like it's like really nice intricate artwork and it's uh, it's a really beautiful place but I, I tried to speak to the Spanish people that have lived it all their life about it and they're like huh where's that I don't know where that is so it's uh, it's nice to be able to discover the hidden things in the area that you are that even the local people don't know about, you know? That's my favorite is when someone sees something that I've done and they're like, where is that? And I'm like, literally an hour drive away from here. Yeah. And they're like, what? And it's happened here. How, how do you find such places? Google. I just spend hours and hours on Google Maps looking at things and then I'll, I'll scroll through Instagram hashtags and someone's maybe posted a photo. Sometimes I stumble across a, a photo of something or stumble across something while I'm driving. Mm. Um, but, but when I lived in Hawaii, when I lived in Hawaii, my one of my roommates and I would um, go through. He did, did more than I did, but we would go through Google Maps and try to find new waterfalls and streams that we hadn't seen and that sort of stuff. And so that's kind of stuck with me. I used to use Google Maps a lot as well yeah. when I visited the country or whatever. But this thing doesn't work here in Germany, sadly. So not not a big help. Well, the problem with Albania is that most of the Google Maps images are three years old, and so I'm like, oh, this looks like a really cool isolated place. And then you get there, and there's a restaurant built there right next to a waterfall and I'm like oh thanks guys <laughs> oh I assume at least you have a street view well the street view is even Although, older yeah but at least you have street view here in Germany there is a law that even if there is street view the people that live there can request Google to blur out everything <laughs> yeah so basically mo most of most of the things uh, that have street views here in Germany are blurred out because they are either some a monument or historic building or a private property. Yeah, that makes sense. So Google gave up on just taking photos for street oh, views. I suppose that's good for the tourist industry because if you want to see it, you actually have to go there to see it instead of just... Yeah, the problem is in order to, to go and see it, you have to know that it's there and... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Yeah, that it's worth going and spending money going in the middle yeah. of nowhere here in Germany. Do you find that um, like when you when you were back at your your hometown, back where you were born, like back in America, back in Bulgaria, and people came to visit your country, it was almost the opposite where they knew more about your country than you did yourself? I always got that a lot. Yeah, well, know. yeah, I mean, in the U.S., often if somebody knows a lot about the U.S., they're not going to come to where I was from. Um, and so they're going to go to like the more, the, the, the most historical places that we have, um, which is, you know, Northeast. But yeah, I, I run into that more now, but it tends to be me being the one that does that, you know? Yeah. 
So people are like, wait, how, you're making this YouTube video about the, these churches in this village and I did, had no idea about any of that stuff. And I'm like, well, you live here, so you don't really think to go and I wonder how old this church is and you know, it's just part of your daily walk. Yeah, to, it's just to turned into the whatever, background yeah. of your life almost and you, you lose the right. perception of what the actual, like the meaning and the depth of it could be because it's just always there. You don't, you aren't really invested to learn it. I, Right, and and I specifically go into more depth about a lot of things here than people think about just because of my YouTube videos, trying to make sure I have some quality information that people actually learn something when they're watching. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but when I travel somewhere just for a trip, it tends not to happen as much, unless I'm going with the intent of making a video. Like I did a lot of research on this one particular town in Kosovo because I was going to make a video there and then didn't. Mm -hmm. But then the other town that I went to, I didn't really know anything about and I was just wandering around. Just experiencing, being there. I like it. I like it. What about, uh, right. what about, what about you, Martin? Do you, uh, do you find, did you find back in Bulgaria um, like people that maybe were visiting knew more about the place than you did? Or did you have like the, the local knowledge of a Wikipedia man? Yeah. It's a bit more complicated with Bulgarians because uh, we pride ourselves that we know a lot about history. Mm. Yeah. Uh, both Bulgarian history and European history. And uh, for example, here in Germany, there are certain topics that are banned. And uh, these are favorite topics for Bulgarians. So definitely Bulgarians know more about certain parts of history uh, of Germany than Germans right. do. Right. Okay, yeah, so it's more of like a cultural cultural patronism that gives you the knowledge through your life just by being there. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think this is based on the fact that uh, Bulgaria is the oldest country in Europe that hasn't changed its name, so technically we can say that we're the oldest country in uh -huh. Europe. Okay. Because everything else changed its, its name at some point. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I believe you because I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just seems like a re really strange, strange fact to have about your about any country, you know. Yeah, but it's a, a good one yeah. to have, you know. It's not not very. Uh... Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. I just just want to hear James' uh, opinion on on this thing. Like in general, to see his reaction. Uh, do you know when Bulgaria was founded? I have no idea. It was founded in uh, 681. Bulgaria was founded in 681? Yeah. So how can you be sure? And this that? is the, the, the Bulgaria that's there in the Balkans. Because before that, there was a previous Bulgaria that had a little bit of a different name. And it was somewhere near Ukraine or something like that. Okay. That's a... Uh... Six hundred eighty-one. So, so what was it before? Oh. Just like invisible, and then it just appeared out of the ocean, or was it? <laughs> you know, evolution. No, basically, they, they they just moved the other par part of Bulgaria, split it because the king had too too many uh, sons, and he died, and they split up, and one of them came on the Balkans, and there were some local tribes from uh, Trace and. Uh, uh, Slavs and uh, Greeks, a little bit of Romans, whatever. Bulgarian history. They fought for a while, 
in a yeah. nutshell. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, so. Unfortunately, we can't travel back in time. That would be nice. If you could travel back in time, wh which era would you go to? Hmm. Good question. I I, I always said that I was born in the wrong time, so I would say I would either go in the twenties or the sixties. The twenties or the sixties. So not too far back, but it's like still civilized. Yeah, you stay in the you'll stay in the last century. Yeah, I mean, as soon as we go far. Far enough that there are no cars, you you lose me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it must be a must be a sad sight for you seeing all the electric cars coming in. Yeah, but uh, James, when when would you go back in time? Where would you go? I have no idea. <laughs> I've literally never thought about that. I would I would like to go back to uh, the Egyptian times, yeah, even though that was over thousands of years themselves. But maybe like the. Tutankhamun kind of things and like just to experience the culture there because they have a very rich history in Egypt and uh, like they they seemed very advanced as a culture for their, that time period. I'd like to go back back yeah. there to uh, experience it. Yeah, that's interesting. I honestly I have no idea. Top, I mean, yeah. top of the <laughs> speaking <laughs> about travel and. Uh, one thing that's really important for me about traveling is the road conditions. And well, I'm yeah, because really, you're really, driving really everywhere. <laughs> Cameron and I just care about the yeah. air conditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm really pissed that no one in Europe has adopted the German autobahn system. Yeah. There are countries that have roads that have the same conditions, and they still have like 120 limit which is crazy because on those roads you can drive 200 without any problems. Yeah. I would, I would never drive on a road in Albania if there was not any speed limit at all. Like already yeah, they're okay. driving I mean, 120 I, on roads that they should be driving 30 on. I was talking but, about countries like the, the Netherlands or Austria, not <laughs> Albania. That's fair. Also, for all the Americans, all two Americans that listen to this, we're talking kilometers per hour, not miles per hour. No one's driving 120 miles per hour down a, <laughs> down a city road in Albania. By the way, how is it going with getting used to using the metric system? Oh, good question. Uh, good question. So for me, most of the stuff, like there's like an easy, um, relatively quick conversion. So like something's double this or it's, it's you know, one, 1. 1.5 to whatever. And so for the most part, it doesn't really matter. And by this point, I've gotten to the point where I don't think in conversions anymore. I look at the temperature or I look at the speed limit and I know about how fast or how cold that is. So, so yeah. I, I can do yeah. that with, with Fahrenheit or with Celsius. You know, so I can tell someone here, yeah oh yeah, it was like 25 degrees. And then I could tell someone in the US, oh yeah, it was like 80 degrees. And I know what that means and they know what that means. But if you ask me, what, what's this temperature in, in Fahrenheit? It always takes me a minute. Yeah, I, I don't understand Fahrenheit. No one, all, no right. one does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so understand no one understands what, any of the measurements of that the US uses, to be honest. It's like a cup, what the hell's a cup? Like, you know, yes, that's something. In grams. Yeah, to me, <laughs> the cups and pints and all of that stuff make no sense because 
well, pints, quarts, like pints of beer, sure, that makes sense. But, but a cup, like it makes so much more sense. So if I'm making chocolate chip cookies, for instance, and it says a cup of chocolate chips, it's gonna, the amount of chocolate chips is gonna change, the amount of chocolate is gonna change depending on how big the chocolate chips are. I thought it was going to say depending on how big the cup is, because I've got different sizes. No, cups. a cup is a certain number of ounces. Right. So a cup right. is See, eight that's, ounces. That's where my how brain disconnects. But then we also have we have normal units, fluid ounces, and then we have like weight ounces. So there's six, 16 God, ounces in a pound, and I think so there's eight ounces in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> but they're different ounces. Well, all I'm trying to say is that if a recipe tells me to use grams, it's a much more exact measurement than saying put a cup of this and two cups of that. Now, if you're dealing with, uh, with, with flour James, or sugar or something, it doesn't matter so much. But You do know how we refer to all of the systems you're using in America. Here idiotic? In America. Re <laughs> retarded units. <Yeah. laughs> it's like it, it, it feels too much effort to understand what the hell is going on. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. no, and, and I feel that way. At, I feel that way at times also. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the only thing that I can, I don't need to convert using Google is when someone tells me the speed limit is 60 miles per hour. <laughs> What's that, a hundred? That, that's my, like a ref, yeah. Okay. That's like a reference point I have just to know right. re relatively how fast is right. something. So to me, it's, I don't even judge. Like, it's like when they talk about, when you talk about languages and how they say, you know, when you're, when you're learning a language, you have to not think of, okay, this is the, the translated word of that. And then you think of it, you're supposed to like hear the, like for me, when I hear an Albanian word, I shouldn't think, what's the English word? Okay, that's what this means. But when I hear the Albanian word, I should think of what mm. the actual thing is. And so to me, it's that way mm. in measurements now where if someone tells me, oh, this speed in kilometers per hour or this um, temperature, then in my mind, I can immediately be like, oh, okay, I know whether this is hot or cold or warm or whatever, but I, I nice. have stopped like trying to, okay, what does that exactly mean, you know, otherwise? Yeah. Yeah, mm. you've just you've like understood the concept of the conversion, and then it's just right. And there. all of this, sure, you know, means sure. a lot when you're traveling because whenever you try to take a carry-on on an airplane and they say eight kilograms, you're like, "What? I can only take eight kilograms." And then you think about it, and you're like, "Oh, how could I possibly fit more than eight kilograms in this tiny backpack?" Oh, I can tell you. <laughs> take a car. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I carry on is at least twelve. Wow. Twelve. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Most, my, because mo most of my electronics go into my uh, yeah, carry-on because course, I don't want them damaged or whatever. Mm. And when you put lenses, cameras, uh, laptops, chargers, everything in one place, it, it becomes yeah. way yep. heavy. Gets heavy. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I was the uh, the the Segway king there, James. You uh, <laughs> you stole my my frown for the well, episode. Well, I'm getting halfway. We're uh, talking about this whole discussion, uh, and I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> I feel like we're... It's about to travel. We're way off. <laughs> yes, uh, you swerved it back into topic. I like that. I like that. But uh, I, I think we're uh, coming close to uh, wrapping up the end of the episode. We All right. Talking about one last, one last thing before we wrap up. 
where is the next place that you're traveling to? The next place I'm traveling to is the UK. Back home. Back home. Martin? After Oak? that? I yeah. don't know. Martin? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, unless anything pops out. Meanwhile, I guess next year in the middle of the year I have to go to the Netherlands because my best man is a, and his wife are expecting a child. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna visit them. Hope everything goes yeah, fine. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for them. Nice. Congratulations to them. Nice. Hopefully they listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what about you, James? Yeah, I mean, we've James all mentioned this stuff earlier. I'm I'm headed to Copenhagen at the end of the month, and barring some some you know last minute road trip idea, that that'll be my next um, my next thing. Nice, nice. That, cool. I, I think in the new year we uh, we were we will certainly try to uh, all congregate in a one country, maybe do one of these or two of the episodes all yeah. together. That'd be yeah, quite nice. that would be nice. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Just okay. to add one thing for the listeners, or more more likely for the watchers that are watching us on YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, leave a comment if you have a. A topic that we want to, uh, you want to, us to discuss. Ah, oh, God, it's too late. My brain is not functioning properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what Martin's trying to say is uh, if there's any topic that you guys back at home want to hear from us, do let us know. Uh, it would be really nice if we could get some engagement. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, if there's a way to leave us a rating, uh, that'd be really nice if you could, because that way we know that you guys are back at home are enjoying the show. Because we enjoy like making these podcasts for you. We want to know if you guys are enjoying it as well. So do let us know. Um, yeah, find us on Facebook, The Expat Show. Give us an email, theexpatshow at mail.com. Many, many places you can find us. But, uh, Everywhere. All yes, of the places. Yes, and uh, besides, besides Instagram, because Instagram sucks and they, they've locked our email for some unknown reason. Yes, we'll have to look into that. But uh, yeah, and uh, I think maybe in the in the coming weeks or episodes, we will start bringing in some guests from different places of the world, living in different places of the world, so we can see more people's experiences about them being an expat. Maybe you at home want to be a guest. Who knows? Who knows? You'll have to get in touch. But uh, yeah, yeah, should be good. Should be good. But uh, yeah, until next time, I suppose. Uh, Ciao for now. Thanks for listening. And uh, I am going to travel to the kitchen to uh, cook me some dinner. All right. Well, that's that. Yes. Yeah.